It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Come on, get up. It's time to get up with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers who now control their own playoff destiny. While their resurgence has come from a surprising place. Gardner Minshew struggled in the Eagles lost Sunday, so is it imperative Philly brings back Jalen Hurts before the playoff starts? And TCU pulled off a shocker while Georgia barely survived. While wild college football playoff Saturday might make for a great championship game. And we're going to start the new year off with a great show. That's right. I'm Brian Custer in for Greeny. Hey, I got Rex Ryan. I got my five, the Super Bowl tip, Ryan Clark, and we got Dan Orlovsky. He's with us as well, joining us from Orlando. Man, he's calling you off this morning. No, he's calling the Citrus <laughs> Bowl this afternoon. Hey, go. hey, gentlemen, <laughs> but first, big day in the NFL yesterday for the playoff picture and that NFC. It started in New York. Giants, they just crushed the coach. 38-10 to 10 behind two pass and two rush TDs from Daniel Jones. The win. Puts the first playoff versus 2016. They're the sixth seed. Then Detroit, the Lions, they continue to roll. Started the season one and six, but they went 41 to 10 over the Bears. They're now eight and eight and still in the playoff hunt. And the Commanders turned to Carson Wentz to save their season. Couldn't deliver. Three picks they lost to the Browns. Ron Rivera didn't know that his basically his team was eliminated. Why? Because how about the Packers and the Vikings, gentlemen? <laughs> Packers come in controlling their own fate. Let's put this game up early in the first quarter. Packs, they're trailing three to nothing, but watch Keyshawn Nixon from five yards deep in his own end zone. And Keyshawn Nixon is going to roll 105 yards to the house. Fans are going nuts. You got to take a Lambo leap after you go 105 yards to the house. Man, it, it, there he is right there. Yeah, seven so three. Adam Schefter. <laughs> How about this? Ensuing possession. And look, Marcy, Justin Jefferson, Jair Alexander talking trash all week long. Cousins trying to go to Jay Jetta, but look at Alexander. He ain't having it. Hey, you know that's our five. And he said J5 is coming in. It's the gritty after he reaches back and gets the back shoulder fade knocked out. Oh, that's disrespectful. Later in the drive, though, Cousins trying to force that ball. And look, it's popped in the air. And Darnell Savage with the pick. Hey, hey, Rex, he's a savage with the return. Yes, look at the return. He's going to the house. A house call. Yes, he is. 14 to 3 at this point. Packers, they're rolling. And then mid in the second quarter, Vikings are trailing 17 to 3. Cousins again looking, and once again, we got an interception on Kirk Cousins has used Justin Jefferson the entire year because he felt like he could make 50-50 plays. Well, when three guys have eyes on them, which Joe Barry made sure they did, there's no way to get the football into Jay Jetters. Well, you know, Packers take over, and Rex, they're running the football now. How about Aaron Jones? 31 yards and moving the chain. Yeah, big time right there. It's not just Aaron Rodgers throwing it anymore. They can finally run. All right, second and 11 from just outside the red zone. Rodgers airing it out and he finds Robert Tallion 
and look at the pack. They're rolling. They're 27 3 at this point. Listen, the pack said they come out to prove a point, and they proved it early in the first half. To the fourth quarter now. And then Cousins again looking downfield. And once again, another pick. This one by Rudy Ford. Three interceptions on the day. When you play against the Minnesota Vikings, it's not about stopping Justin Jefferson. It's about affecting Kirk Cousins. And the Green Bay Packers were able to do that the entire day. Look, I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers is healthy. Watch him roll out. Watch the pump fake. He was like, you know what? I might as well just do this Are people myself. still falling for that dry, <laughs> for that dry pump fake? For are, are, they, are they ever going to learn that he's not finna throw it right there with you there? Aaron Rodgers showing a little bit of that athleticism, even though he's approaching 40 years old. Rodgers, 159 yards, two TDs, no interceptions. They win it 41-17. Here's A-A-Ron on the win and controlling their own fate. Feels really special. It does. It, uh... Been an interesting year. Hasn't been my best football at times, but uh, I've been asked to step up my leadership, I think, and be someone that guys can count on to keep it together. You know, even when it doesn't seem like there's anything to play for, we we don't have a chance to make a run. We're becoming a more dangerous team, and I, you know, we've all seen some of the uh, commentary outside as we went from four and eight to five and eight to six and eight, and nobody's worried about the Packers and blah 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 blah. Uh, now what are you going to say? Oh, talk that talk, A-Ron. Uh, the Packers needed some help in big way, and they got it. Now with just one spot left in the NFC, they're the only ones that control their own destiny. All they've got to do, beat Detroit on Sunday, they're in. If they lose, then Seattle with a victory would get in. And for Detroit to make it, they would need a win, Seattle to drop their game against the Rams. Okay, guys, look, I, you guys know more about football than I'll ever know. But, R.C., when I look at these guys, Green Bay, they're running the football. It looks like Aaron Rodgers' thumb is healthy. Uh, seems like he's trusting those wide receivers a lot more than that. And those cornerbacks are beasts. Well, uh, are, are, they, are they a dangerous team? Right I mean, it depends on how you define dangerous. You know what I mean? Like a, a BB gun can be dangerous, but will it kill you? And so when you think about some of those things, it depends on how you look at the Green Bay Packers. But what they are doing is winning football games the way that we expected them to win football games the entire season. Mm. This defense is now becoming dynamic, turning the football over, even scoring points as we saw yesterday with Darnell Savage on the return. And also what they've learned to do offensively is we're going to run the football with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon being that physical back near the goal line. And we're going to let Aaron Rodgers make those Aaron Rodgers plays ever so often, but yesterday wasn't about the quarterback, and I get it. Yeah. It's good to be smug, and we all enjoy smug Aaron Rodgers, and he's watched TV and said nobody was worried about the packs, but this isn't about you, Aaron Rodgers. Let's talk about this team playing complimentary football, and finally a roster that we saw on def defensively that we thought could be impactful is doing that. Matt LaFleur understands less Aaron Rodgers is more offense, and we've seen this team play its way into the playoffs, and they're going to be a scary team because Aaron Aaron Rodgers has history and resume, and that respect will make teams be sure that they're prepared to play them. Rex, uh, just a victory away. 100%. And, and, you know, when I look at this, look, the, Aaron Rodgers wasn't even on the field for the first 14 points of the game. <laughs> right. So, to your point, R.C., it's about the team. And this, this defense, yeah, we thought they'd be a top-five defense all year. Well, they hadn't played like it. And I have to give – I have to give you know who some credit here. No, don't do it. He's not here. And, He's not and here. you know, you Aaron Rodgers, you were right, but nobody in their right mind would have thought the that, right mind. that Green Bay Packers 
we're, we're going to be in this hunt. Nobody in their right mind. Right, Dan? Dan, you, you were the only believer. You were the only believer in this Somebody group. did. Yeah. Technically, somebody did. Um, I love you, Rex. I love you. Here's the reality. So I'm down in Orlando for the Citrus Bowl for RC's LSU game today at 1 o'clock. Um, shout out to the crew for, for making everything happen so I could be a part of the show today. Um, the familiar run game for Green Bay is what stands out. You know, this run game that for a year or two under Matt LaFleur was that that horizontal stretch with that vertical attack, it's back. That at-the-snap motion where the offensive line is changing the line of scrimmage, they're creating numbers, the tight end is coming and slicing back across the line of scrimmage. We haven't seen that successfully out of that offense this year. Quarterback under center, there's that jet motion again. Everybody on the defense is now flowing horizontally, but we're attacking you in the run game vertically. And they're changing the way that they're blocking defenses with inside-out runs and the leverage that they're helping their offensive line with. I love this one. This is right after that motion out of Randall Cobb where he was now inserting the block to safety. Now the tight end is the guy that's really inserting inside, and Randall Cobb is blocking the end man on the line of scrimmage. The tight end now is blocking the end man on the line of scrimmage. So the variety of the way that they're attacking defenses in that run game, it's not just running the football. It's familiar to me. That's the standout, and this is the, the, the style that I expected out of this offense. I'll say this. Everybody in the NFC does not want to see this Green Bay Packers offense if they're going to play the way they have the four or five weeks. I don't care if you're Philly. I don't care if you're San Francisco. I don't care who you are. You do not want to see this team because of the style of run, the young talent on the outside, and the way Aaron Rodgers is making those four or five for those that RC talked about. Well, the big thing is this. I remember it's probably – Eight weeks ago, Dan and I were speaking about offensive coordinators and the way that they had to get sometimes back to their foundation. And we said yes. Matt LaFleur needed to do that. We actually mentioned Mike LaFleur, who at the time had Brees Hall and the way that they were using the runs yes. and using the motions. We've now seen Matt LaFleur understand what got this team to the NFC Championship three years ago. But what are they going to do when the defense isn't turning the football over like that, when you aren't getting Nixon to score 105-yard kickoff returns? Is Aaron Rodgers going to be able to elevate his play to put this team over the top and I believe that becomes the question we know now that the Green Bay Packers understand the formula they know that they have to turn the football over and run the football but is Aaron Rodgers going to elevate himself to that Hall of Fame level to that reigning double MVP level in the most important moments and even when this team has been good lately right? right 13 wins 13 wins 13 wins we haven't seen Aaron Rodgers do that and so he can get smug all he want he can be excited about where this team is but it's going to come down to that right arm at some point and he has to step Kevin, up. So who do who do you have? Because it's a win in your end game against the and let's not let's not fool it. The Lions have been playing well. Yeah. I know who Kevin you're Goff is not turning Kevin the football Bryant? over Come in on. eight games now. Well the, the the thing, Dan said everybody ought to ought to be worried about him in the playoffs. You better be worried about the Detroit Lions if, if you're no the doubt. Green Bay Packers because all right. They don't care about Aaron Rodgers. They don't care about – they thought they got disrespected by Aaron Rodgers. You don't think Dan Campbell's uh, troops are going to come out? And they'll play you in a parking lot. They'll play you anywhere. Yep. But this team right right now, the better offense is the Detroit Lions. Mm. So you can say all you want about how great sure. that offense is for the Green Bay Packers. Really, this team just put up 500 more yards again. They're the ones in the top five in, in, in the National Football League. 
uh, in offense. And by the way, Jared Goff, the quarterback's outplaying Aaron Rodgers. It's yeah. been eight games since he's turned the ball over. So if you're feasting on takeaways, you got to get takeaways on defense. This ain't the team to do it against. Detroit Green Bay is going to be a hell of a game. Dan, what do you think? I, I, yeah, I have no doubt Detroit is a very good football team. I felt that they would be in this place to kind of run themselves into the playoffs. I think the thing for Green Bay is this. In those 13-3 and three years where they were the one seed in the playoffs, it was because of Aaron and Devontae Adams. Yeah. They are not going to at least have that chance to get into the playoffs because of Aaron Rodgers. It is going to be because of the way they got beaten in those playoffs with teams ran the football right at them down their throats. So can they stop the run if they get in on Sunday night and into the playoffs? And then the ability to control the line of scrimmage against who they play in the playoffs would be much more determining if they're impactful rather than Aaron dropping back throwing it 40 times. Well, both of these teams are chasing the Philadelphia Eagles. And coming up, Gardner Minshew, he struggled in the Eagles' loss on Sunday. And with the number one seed in the NFC on the line next week, what should Philly do with Jalen Hurts? And TCU, boy, they pulled off a big upset Saturday against Michigan and left us wondering, what happened to those Wolverines? We'll answer that ahead. You are watching Get Up. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Welcome back. Welcome to Get Up. Dolphins, Pats. Teddy Bridgewater got the start because no Tua in concussion protocol. We picked this up in the third quarter. Teddy looking and finding Jalen Waddle over the middle. That's a 23-yard pickup. Hey, Dolphins are in the red zone, but later in the drive... 
How about this? Bridgewater just flips it to Raheem Mostert. Dolphins are up 14 to 7. But then just over three minutes to play in the third, Teddy looking, yeah, and that's a pick to this, Kyle Duggar, and it's a pick six, Arsenal. This, this is a great play, but also in this play, you see at the end, Teddy Bridgewater is stiff on through the – got my tie out, y'all. Stiff on through the earth, hurts his finger, and he is no longer available in the game. So this play was costly in two ways, a pick six, and now you're your third-string quarterback. Yeah, Tyler Scott uh, Thompson came in, and no more Teddy Bridgewater. And in the fourth, Mac Jones finds Jacoby Meyer for a pickup of 25, Rex. Yeah, man, how about about that Mac Jones completing the pass is impressive. <laughs> and Jones <laughs> airing it out again, but this time pass interference on the Dolphins is crucial because three plays later, Jones is going to hook up with Myers again. And how about the Patriots? They win this one 23 to 21. Mac Jones 20 of 33, 203, and two touchdowns. How about the Jets trying to play their way into playoff contention? Oh, Taking on that, Seattle. That, that Gino Smith, the guy you drafted in the yeah, second round. Jet played really yeah, well. Yeah, well, he connects here with Colby <laughs> Parkinson in the corner of the end zone. Seahawks jump out to a 7-0 lead. Now, the ensuing Jets possession, it's third and eight, and it's Mike White. He's back under center. And he's looking for Denzel Mims, and that's not Denzel Mims. Listen, this is a great play. Quandre Diggs has been a star safety for the Seattle Seahawks for years now. You can't throw the football up in the double coverage and just have a wish sandwich wishing that somebody comes down with it. Well, in the first quarter here still, and look at this, Geno, DJ Dallas, Seahawks. Right, right now, right now, if the New York Jets had Geno Smith at the quarterback position, yeah. they'd certainly be a playoff team. You see here, Geno recognizes the zone, fits the football in. Easy touchdown, Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, they're up 17-3 at this point. Final seconds of the first half. White feeling the pressure. And White getting sacked, strip sacked. Daryl Taylor recovering. Yep, it was a whiteout in Seattle. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it was because in the fourth, White throwing to Garrett Wilson, and that's intercepted by Mike Jackson. And another one. Y'all remember what P. Diddy used to be there? It's another one. That's <laughs> all it was. When you look at this defense, they were prepared to play the New York Jets. There was no run game for the Jets. Mike White never quite go, got going. Yeah, Seattle takes the victory 23-6, and now the Jets eliminated from the playoffs. Final AFC wild spot is down to three teams, guys. But the one that controls their own destiny, how about it? It's the Patriots with the win against the Bills. They're in. If New England falters, that opens the door for Miami to take it, even though they've lost five straight. And somehow, don't count out R.C. Steelers. Man, look They're at us. They're at eight and eight. <laughs> and with the win and the loss. Jay Father's coming. I see you over there, Mike yeah, T. Absolutely. Uh, that's how we do it. Okay, uh, Rex. I mean, say what you want about New England. No. Is this Bill Belichick, you think, one of his best coaching seasons? I, 100% I think it is. And, and when I look at it, because I compare it to, the, you know, these the, the, the current New England roster compared to what it used to be when I coached against them. There's one player on that team that would have started for those teams, and that's Matt Judon. Yeah. Everything else, none of these guys would have started. That's why I call it a JV team. But the, the, the roster may be JV, but the coaching's not. This dude has done an amazing job. Might be his best year coaching that I've ever seen. And what he does, he, he plays to the strength of his team. All right? You have a great defense. And here's the thing about that defense. It doesn't just, you know, stop you, make you punt or whatever. It forces turnovers, but that's not it. They score with yeah, those turnovers. Yeah. And to me, I think they scored a touchdown in the last four games. So it, it, it's... 
it has to be that way. The offense they know is a struggle, a work in progress. So what they do, got to ground it out a little bit. All right, but play to the strength of your team, which is your defense. And and to me, that's what this is all about. An amazing coaching job by, by Belichick this year. Marcy, did, did he do, and I'm talking about Bill Belichick, a disservice to Mac Jones and this offense because it's Bill Belichick who picks these players. I, I think no offensive coaches. But him. that's the setup, right? He said, I'm going to make this offense as trash as I possibly can, right? I'm not going to draft well offensively. I'm going to put Matt Patricia in charge of it. Joe Judge is going to be my quarterback coach, and then I'm going to coach defense really good, and so Rex going to have to give me some credit on <laughs> get up. Right. Because that's truly what we see here, right? When, when you don't give your second-year quarterback the right type of tutelage in the offseason, when you don't have someone that can mentor him to take that jump, let's remember, last year, Mac Jones was the best of these rookie quarterbacks. He had the second-worst gritty of all time in the Pro Bowl because he <laughs> made it there. Right. And so when you think about what you Ooh, expected worse. from him this year, he's definitely regressed. But you do love what they've done defensively, the what, what they can do schematically and the way that they pressure the quarterback with Matt Judon has covered up the fact that they were on their fourth and fifth corners yesterday yeah. at one of the corner spots. And also, too, don't look now, but Kyle Duggar is becoming that lawyer Malloy, yep. Rodney Harrison type player defensively. Yeah. And this is the guy that went to Lenore Ryan. So it is one of Bel- Belichick's best coaching jobs on the defensive side of the ball, but he done this team a disservice offensively. Okay, so then let's switch to the other team here. We talked about in the Jets. They're eliminated from contention. And Dan, I got to come to you because look, a lot of Jet fans, and I know Greeny's probably watching, they're saying, okay, we got Mike White finally back under quarterback. (laughs) Do they even have a quarterback of the future on that roster? No, 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 no. Their quarterback for the future is not on the Jets football team right now. You know, this is a two-tiered season for the Jets. Number one, massive disappointment because you're wasting a top five defense, a defense that is, is as good as you could have hoped. But the second part is this, Brian. One, your young talent that you drafted, Joe Douglas, your general manager, is real. Uh, that is real talent. Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, like that is a huge starting point for this organization. And the second thing is this. This is a good place for a quarterback next year. You are an appealing place for a veteran quarterback that's a proven guy to sit there and go, I want to go to the Jets. And if we throw out the names like Jimmy Garoppolo, I understand that correlation. Here's my pause on Jimmy Garoppolo. Next year is a massive year for Robert <coughs> Sala and Joe Douglas, your general manager and head coach. You it can't bank on Jimmy G's health. Yeah. Yep. The starting point is Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a good player. I've told everybody he has never had a defense that's top 20 in the NFL. Or excuse me, maybe once. Now you're talking about taking a player that's going to have a top five defense. If, if the Jets go get Derek Carr, they're a playoff football team. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Squad, I mean, right? if, if Derek Carr's on this team right now, they are in the playoffs yep. because it is a playoff defense. But I think they get the quarterback fixed. There's going to be some free agents out there that, that can can get you over that hump. And you've got to also got to get that offensive line fixed. Yeah. And, and having Vera Tucker back in there, mm. get him healthy. Beckton, we'll see if he comes back healthy. But they got to get that line fixed. And if you could protect your quarterback, that's clearly going to be a new quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, you'll, have, you'll, you'll be in the playoffs. This playoff defense will actually get the play in the playoffs. Yeah, a lot of people, Greeny and Jets Nation, are just sitting there shaking their heads. They were 7-3 and three at right. one point. And now you look at the Jets out of contention. All right, Jalen Hurts. Well, he hasn't played in the last two weeks. He's been nursing that hurting shoulder. But with the top seed in the NFC on the line, does Philly need to play their starter next Sunday? I guarantee you, folks, we're going to have a disagreement on this. On this <laughs> it's next on Get Up.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Welcome back to Get Up. How about the Eagles and the Saints? You know, Eagles still without Jalen Hurts, Gardner Minshew, second straight start, looking to clinch the NFC East, opening drive. Hey, look, the Saints, RC, just went with power football. White ran it right down their throat. The Saints, when they got deep into the red zone, they put Taysom Hill in the game, and they said, you know what, it's going to be power football game, and the Eagles, who are beat up up front, couldn't do anything to stop it. Seven to nothing, just like that New Orleans. And then we get to the third. Over 11 minutes to play in the third. Eagles round 13 to nothing. Hey, Kenneth he finds a place. He's off to the races. No. But wait a minute. Flag Rex no. Lander Dickerson's it's, called for offensive holding. Yeah, it's brutal, man. His hands are inside. He just drove the guy on the ground. Should not have been, been holding. Yeah, the, the unfortunate thing, the Eagles had to settle for a field goal. It was 13-3. Third quarter now, Gardner Minshew, you go to your big play guy, and that is A.J. Brown. Listen, you get the out and up on a double move. A.J. Brown makes a huge play, and this is why you go pay $100 million for a guy in the offseason for plays like this in big-time moments. And just like that, it's 13-10. The Eagles are right back in it. But then we get to the fourth. Minshew, quarterback sneak. 
unstoppable. Or fourth and one? Or is it? Yeah, really. <laughs> well, it's, it's a little bit different when you go from a guy who can squat 600 pounds to Gardner Mitchell, who loves to wear Daisy Dukes in the offseason. And they can't get the first down. Does have a good mustache. Saints football. And then how about this? The pick six by Minshew. That seals it for the Saints. They win it. Give me a hug. Yeah. 20 to 10. And the Eagles, I have to wait again to claim the division and the top seed. Back to those Eagles. The losses have them, you know, looking still. They can win the NFC East and the top seed, but they've got to win. They control their own destiny. They've got to beat the Giants this coming Sunday to do it. If they lose, that opens the door for San Fran, who would need a win, the flip-flop spot. And how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? They're still in the running. They would need some losses, though, by both teams to get the top spot. Okay, Dan, let me start with you, though. When you look at the Eagles, is there a level of concern with the Eagles limping to the finish line? Absolutely. This is this has been a couple weeks now. First of all, who are you offensively? You started this game offensively and went pass, 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 run, run, pass, 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 pass. The, no way the, you really I, knew that, Dan. No way you knew that. A hundred percent. This it's a <laughs> joke, and, and this isn't just because Jalen Hurts was out. RC, we've talked about this. For some reason, the philosophy of this offense changes, and they go chase these passing yards plays. I think Nick Sirianni, their head coach, and Saints Dyson are awesome, but for some reason, they get drunk on this, let's go throw the ball over the place. Mm -hmm. And then on their defense, I'd say this. From an offensive perspective, they got bad eyes right now. And it started with the linebackers, and now it's going to those two corners. And I love Slay, and I love Bradbury. But right now, defensively, they have poor eyes. You see the double move at the bottom of the screen. It's essentially just a go route, but Bradbury's caught looking inside. He's sinking inside off the seam of the receiver. Me as an offensive person, I'm like, let's continue to attack these guys down the field if they're going to have poor eyes. And then that middle of the field, the, the way that I can attack this defense or these linebackers is just to give them things to look at. This is a simple concept, two by two RPO, and those linebackers are going to flow towards the run, inside slant, easy completion. These aren't hard plays for me to design offensively. Again, now I've got a seam cross. That linebacker never gets any depth. Look at him. They never, there's never any depth right here just because I put a little stop right there. Andy Dalton peaks, and there's a huge gash in the, the pass game. RC and I have talked about this, and I love Philadelphia. And do the injuries matter in this conversation? Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, but they matter sure. in this conversation. So yep. you're talking about a defense that's supposed to be built on the pass rush and the corners. The corners right now aren't playing great because of poor eye. I can attack the middle of the field. And then offensively, I just get concerned that they're going to chase these passing yards no matter who the quarterback is. So, Rex, listen, if the Eagles yeah. win next weekend, uh, they wrap up the division, they wrap up the top seat, they get that bye. Do they need to play Jalen Hurts? Well, here's the thing. If he's healthy enough to play, of course you're going to play him. Yes. My thing is this. No way in hell you play him if he's still injured. No way in hell. You owe it to the kid not to play him. And, and quite honestly, like, how are you going to face your team? If, if they know this kid's injured, you don't play him 100%. I know how desperate you are of getting that by. Fix your face, but man. But you don't put that over the health of, of your quarterback. Cowboys are coming. San Francisco's coming. 
But you're playing Jared Marquise. Play. No, what, what, what teams need to understand is you only play players when they can go out there and protect That's themselves. Right. It's not just about winning football games. It's about saying, can Jalen Hurts, as the quarterback of this football team, play at his level and also protect himself? If he can't do that, you don't put him out on the field. But when you think about what this means going forward, this is a very important game that they should win because the Giants may not have anything to play for as well, and they can rest some of their guys. But the Philadelphia Eagles have a problem. They have a problem right now with injuries. Josh Sweat goes yeah. down early in the game yesterday. Obviously, C.J. Gardner-Johnson has been out, and Avante Maddox goes out against, against the um, Dallas Cowboys. But when you think about this team, it's about what can we do in the playoffs. And forcing Jalen Hurts out on the field early does not help this team in any way because now you can't run defense the way you want to. You can't have a run offense the way you want it to be. It'll be a total – It'll be a total failure by the entire team if you put Jalen Hurts out there too early. Dan, you got to have a win. People were saying this is a system-run type of quarterback system. Well, I guess they proved that's not the case with that loss with Gardner Minshew. Do you play him? Jalen Hurts has to play this week. There's no question about it. This team needs the one seed. They need the bye. They need everybody else to get healthy. I've talked about for the last 11 years, the 22 teams that have gone on to play in the Super Bowl, every one of them but one has been the division winner, and that's 2020 Tampa. This is a football team that has to play their quarterback. And, guys, I love y'all both, but how can we sit here and say you can't put him out there until he's fully healthy? I've watched Justin Herbert play the whole season with, like, no ribs. And, And let's be honest. Let's be real here. If this was Dak Prescott and he potentially doesn't play because if he's got a slight AC sprain or something after three weeks of sitting, everybody would crucify Dak Prescott for not playing in that game. Jalen Hurts has to Daniel, play in this game. Daniel, the Eagles Daniel, need him to Daniel, play in this game. I'm not going to let you, no I'm, I'm not, I'm not let you do no that. Way. My name is RC, not MD. I am not a doctor. Yeah. And I'm never going to question how much someone is hurt or how much they aren't. That's not my job. My job is this, to say if Jalen Hurts is available to play, if Jalen Hurts is healthy enough to play, then hell yeah, you're playing. You're not holding him right. out until the playoffs just simply based on the fact that you don't want him out there and you want him for the playoffs they understand how much this game matters Jalen Hurts understands how much this game matters but when I keep hearing Nick Sirianni tell me he has these magical mystical healing powers that's how I know that they think something more is wrong with him than they're telling us Jalen Hurts is banged up he's a quarterback with a right shoulder injury a quarterback that runs the football in between the tackles a quarterback that is 70% of a team's offense if he is not healthy enough to go then he can't go and the other thing we know about players whether it's Justin Herbert, uh, Philip Rivers, who we've seen play with a knee. Dak Prescott get out there and play hurt. Players play. Right. Players don't intentionally sit out, and especially those play. who have an opportunity to win an MVP and those who have an opportunity to be the number one seed and play. another one who's been an ultimate leader, the consummate professional, and understands what this season means for his pockets. Jalen yeah. Hurts would play if he's healthy enough. It's not him holding himself out. The good thing for Philly is that the Giants have already clinched the playoff spot. They may rest their And players. that Michael Parsons was wrong. This is not a system quarterback team. You're right about that. Yeah. Uh, on to Don't college rate. football. Where Saturday was probably the best semifinal day of games ever. It started out in the desert. TCU outlasting Michigan 51-45. You know, TCU led the entire way. And how about Max Duggan? He had a couple of pass touchdowns. He ran for a couple of touchdown first player ever to do so in a playoff game and then the nightcap Georgia cling to a one-point victory over Ohio State after coming back from a 14-point deficit in the fourth quarter it was the largest in the playoff history 
And now the national championship is set. The dogs, the frogs, currently Caesars Sportsbook has Georgia 13-point favorite, which would be the largest in a national championship since the creation of the game in 1998. All right, joining me now. Heather Dinnage, Paul Feinbaum, of course, Dan joins us as well. Okay, Heather, I'll, I got to start with you. Um, were you more impressed with Georgia's comeback or concern on how they played? I was more impressed, and it has everything to do with Stetson Bennett. He was so clutch when he had to be in the mm. fourth quarter. He only threw two incompletions, 10 of 12 for 190 yards and two touchdowns. Are you kidding me? For the majority of that game, he was outplayed by C.J. Stroud, but this is what Bennett does. He is as cool as a cucumber, and he delivered when it mattered most. Ohio State should have won that game. I'm sure there are some plays that they would have liked to have back. But because of Stetson Bennett, I think they can do it again. What do you think, Paul? Uh, I was impressed with Stetson Bennett because, uh, you know, he is the the best – closer I've seen in college football. I mean, he is essentially Tom Brady. The fact that he's almost as old as Tom Brady may help me come to that conclusion. But what, what, he, what he has been I mean, you look at the three playoff games in the second half and, and nobody has ever done it better. The big concern I would have, though, is that Georgia looks like a team that has been holding this mantle of being the defending national champion on its back. And it, it seemed to have gotten to them in the second half of the LSU game in the championship and obviously got to them even before this game started. But they survived. And the next game, we'll talk about it in a second, is going to be easier than the last. Yeah. Dan, where are you stand on this? Yeah, first of all, number one, C.J. Stroud is the second quarterback taken in next year's NFL draft. Made himself a ton of money from Ohio State. Kirby Smart won this game. That timeout that he calls – in that fake punt situation that Ryan Day had dialed up perfectly is one of the, if not the greatest timeouts called ever in college football history. So very impressive that Kirby in that moment is right on top of it. I felt calling Georgia games this year and watching college football that there were two teams that I thought could beat Georgia. One was USC and two was Ohio State. Just because of their ability to throw the ball downfield and the dynamic talent they have on the perimeter. And so for Georgia to beat the team that I felt, or at least one of them, was capable of knocking off Georgia and do it with the unblinking fashion to Heather and Paul's point by uh, Stetson Bennett was very impressive. The comeback, I don't care how it happens, they got it done. All right, we got to talk about TCU in Michigan. And, and Paul, listen, I, I remember all during the week, Michigan was saying, hey, look, if TCU stays in that 3-3-5, we are going to show them Big Ten football, how physical we are, and run it right down their throat. By the way, TCU was the more physical squad. Uh, who's to blame, you think, for this Michigan loss? Right, a couple of things we know about. This is the day after New Year's. Right around this time every year, we all anticipate the ball drop at Times Square, and we also anticipate Jim Harbaugh choking a postseason game. <laughs> this is the sixth straight time it's happened at Michigan. Why is anyone surprised? I listened to the same thing you did last week, and I kept wondering, is this the same Jim Harbaugh? Well, it's been the same Jim Harbaugh during the regular season, but it's postseason Jim all over again. Heather? It was a rough weekend to be a Harbaugh, period, right? I mean, that family is, is, is hurting today when we wake up this morning. But the reality is that they were outcoached. They were outcoached. I mean, when you start that game and Max Duggan is doing what he does, I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait, I know he's going to run the ball. What is, how does Michigan look so unprepared? Three of 13 on third downs. 
I mean, wow. And then you have the two pick sixes. At the end of the game, you have your quarterback looking right. You have the, the snap going wrong. And everything just seemed to be discombobulated. And that goes back on the coaching. Some questionable play calls. Uh, but, yeah, to me, it was... And Jim Harbaugh, to his credit, he did say that he would like to have that call back again, um, the trick play on fourth down. But you go inside the five twice when you're Michigan and come away with zip? I mean, that's, that's on the coaching staff to me. I just thought they looked unprepared. I think you guys are being hard on the hardballs. I just think Michigan in many ways beat themselves. I'm not taking anything away from TCU, Sonny Dykes' team credit during the national championship game. But when you throw two pick sixes and when you're inside the five twice and get no points, that's not necessarily like, oh my gosh, we were massively outcoached. It was our young quarterback, who I think is going to be a stud, make two, ma two major mistakes. They gave you 14 points. And then because of a fumble, which is a missed call on a touchdown, and then a fourth and goal trick play that doesn't work, we get no points. I think Michigan played their worst game of the season. It just so happened that it culminated in a semifinal against a very good TCU football team. But I don't sit there and go the Harbaugh's or, or Jim Harbaugh was massively outcoached at Michigan. Well, obviously, Denver must like me. They've already reached out to Harbaugh, so we'll see what happens there. All right, guys, we appreciate it. Hey, go. by the way, today we got two more bowl games right here on the network and the app. It starts number 16, Tulane takes on 10th-ranked USC. It's the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. It's at 1 Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. And then 11th-ranked Penn State, they square off against 8th-ranked Utah, the Rose Bowl, presented by Prudential. All right, coming up, Tom Brady played like the legend he is. Patrick Mahomes, you can be a little worried. Why Sunday was very different for a pair of stars. That's next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to Get Up. Big game. Tom Brady in the Panthers. Of course, Brady trying to clinch the division, the playoff spot, second quarter. And how about this? We haven't seen this all season. Big no. play, explosive play to Mike Evans. Absolutely. When we see it, they usually have a holding call. So, that's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. 14 to 7 is the score in the third. Brady, plenty of time before the pocket collapses, throws it for the end. He's looking for a flag. No. 
And then he's complaining because he said, look, Derek Brown's a late hit on he me. He pushed me. Ooh. It's been roughhousing. Look at all my flops. Slap the ground. How violent no, that was. I asked Santa for a teddy bear. <laughs> Ryan sucked up for 26 yards. It's blocked. So the Bucks come away with no points. We go to the fourth. It's third and seven for the Bucks. 19, Sam Darnold. And he's looking for Shy Smith, and Shy is this, not Shy. This was a dot. Sam Darnold yeah. had some great throws yesterday. It was his turnovers that eventually doomed this team. It was 21-10. Bucks looking to respond, and Brady, Mike Evans again. Mike Evans had 207 yards receiving. Hey, listen, this play was cover zero. Tom Brady knew right away where he wanted to go with the football, and you can look at the back end of the Carolina Panthers. They didn't seem prepared. It's 21-16, and then under eight minutes to play, Brady Russell Gage hits the slant. That's a 20-yard, 21-yard pickup. And then two plays later, Brady to Mike Evans again, Rex. Yeah, unbelievable. He hands it to him. Vintage Tom Brady. Well, you talked about the turnovers, RC. Darnold, strip sat, Anthony, beat if they recovered. Anthony Nelson beats his man right away off the side, off the ball. Sam Darnold has to protect the football in the pocket. That's the way you get a walk-off sack fumble. Mm. Brady in the Bucks win it, the division, and a playoff spot. He throws for 432. Here's Tom Brady after the win. Felt great. Um Really proud of our guys and everyone on the team, coaches. We battled through a lot of tough things this year and happy to win the division. It's always tough to, to do it. There's, NFL games are tough to win, and you know we um, always figure out a way to keep them somehow exciting. Wish they wouldn't be as exciting as we made them, but um, happy we got the win and happy so many guys contributed. Okay, so, I mean, Brady throws for 432. Mike Evans, 207 yards receiving, two touchdowns. Uh, Dan... Are we willing to bet against Tom Brady and this Bucks team in the playoffs? Yeah, to make it to the NFC title game, absolutely. Here's the reality. So, was yesterday in those long balls to Mike Evans great execution or poor defense? I would link it to poor defense. You know, those deep balls weren't necessarily these incredible throws and catches versus great coverage. It was bad kind of eyes by the secondary, lazy eyes, lazy drops by those corners. RC could speak to a greater and then the second thing is the space that Carolina gave them defensively. I was shocked by the easy completions. That's what this offense was. Listen, I'll congratulate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'll give them three words. Play, action, pass. The reality <laughs> is you cannot protect your quarterback playing the drop-back game. You do it too much. And in the playoffs, it'll get exposed. And the second thing, you can't push the ball downfield in your drop-back game. The only way that you get some type of explosive offense for your mm -hmm. football team is living in that play-action world, trying to protect Brady and allow those guys to get some chunk throws. If they do that, they have a shot week one in the playoffs. If not, I think they'll be home. Yeah, you know, this team, when you think about what they did yesterday, everyone's going to try to point to this and say these are the reasons that they can win in the playoffs, but they aren't going to be playing teams that just got Josh Norman from selling coffee. Right. right? The, yeah. dude, the dude was making right. chai tea lattes with extra shots of espresso because I'm sure he likes them dirty during the offseason. That's what he's been doing, <laughs> even though he's staying prepared. And when you watch what they did defensively, Mike Evans isn't going to get those opportunities. Now, you are excited right. if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because we've watched them miss these opportunities right. throughout the season. We've seen Tom Brady be a little bit off. We watched Mike Evans drop a short touchdown the first time these two, team met, these two teams met. But if Sam Darnold doesn't fumble a snap, right, if he doesn't throw a, yep. a, a short ball on the post that's intercepted by Murphy Bunting, and if they get into the end zone later on in the game, this team wins. And so when you think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you can be as excited as you want. There's still so much for this team to improve on. It was a good day, but it was just a day. They can't do this consistently, especially 
especially without being able to protect and have a run game. Yeah, here's what were you encouraged about as a coach? Well, I was encouraged by the play of Brady because last week you talk about that. missing throws. I'm like, this is the that. worst I've ever seen Tom Brady play. Oh, and now we have this 430-some yards passing. He looks like the old Tom Brady. Look, there's only one reason why Tampa has any chance in the playoffs at all. All right? Because this team is old and slow. They've been old and slow all year. You got Tom Brady. Yep. Tom Brady at home, especially week one, at home in the playoffs, is 21-5. and five. You're playing against good teams. The man is 21-5. and five. And by the way, we shouldn't have picked against him here. Why? He always wins the hat and t-shirt games. He always wins those. <laughs> he won another hat and t-shirt and says, champion again. Like, this kid, you know, the guy's amazing. Yeah, yeah, just love, amazing. I love way. it. Or obviously, we compare Tom Brady to another guy over in the AFC. Uh, how about Patrick Mahomes? Uh, let's mm-hmm. talk about Patrick Mahomes in Denver. Uh, Jerry Rosberg, the interim Broncos head coach. And how about this in the third quarter? Broncos trailing 13 to 10. Uh, let Russ cook, RC. I don't know if yeah. I don't know if Russ is cooking with hibachi, but he's definitely got eggs over easy because that was an easy throw to the middle of the field. 17-13, fourth quarter. Mahomes. I mean, he fires that one to Blake Bell, and all of a sudden the Chiefs retake the lead, 20 to 17. Now after a Wilson pick, the Chiefs second and goal, and Mahomes. Jared McKinnon. Jack McKinnon has been huge for this team in the past game. Another game with double-digit touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes has found him another guy. Broncos looking to respond. Wilson, tons of time. He says, you know what? Let me do it myself. We watched him use his legs outside of the pocket this game. He's also had a called run for a touchdown. Russell Wilson showing some of those old wheels. They forced the Chiefs to punt. Broncos fourth and two near midfield. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Get sacked by Chris Jones. Chiefs get the stop, but take another look here. Jones has Wilson wrapped up, then flings him to the ground. I'm actually I'm, I'm shocked it's not called. I, yeah, I, I understand being upset if you're the coach of that team, understanding some of the calls that we've seen this season on quarterbacks. That should have been a roughing the pass. Yep. Well, today it is number 22, Mississippi State against Illinois. It is the Quest Bowl. It's on ESPN2. Coverage begins at noon. I don't Eastern. even eat cheeses. Yes. And then we I don't even eat cheeses. LSU. I don't eat cheeses, Dan. The Cheese It Citrus Bowl. Dan Orlovsky. Appreciate you, bro. We appreciate you. I'm going to buy cheeses today. <laughs> He's holding it's the It's a call. singular cheese it. Cheese it crackers. <laughs> exactly. Cheese it. It's cheese it. Cheese it. We appreciate you. Ain't hey. that multiple in the bag? Nah, bro. <laughs> I ain't never bought no one cheese it. <laughs> Who the hell eat one cheese it? <laughs> We're going to talk about the Packers and how they've gotten it done this year. That's next on Get Up. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.